and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Um, we're coming to you after Bournemouth, after Bournemouth came, after Bournemouth handed us three points, um, just to ease everybody's unnecessary tension just for a while longer until Atletico roll into town with their boss in their bus with their boss on their bus. Um, so, and to to discuss the Bournemouth result and performance and looking ahead to the Champions League second round match on Wednesday night. Um, I've got Beryl Akis out in the Netherlands. Beryl, how are you doing this evening? I am very well, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. Glad to have you on board. Also with me, I have Neil Patterson out in Berlin. Chief, how are you doing? Yeah, grand. Grand, glad that we're uh, back to winning ways and uh, yeah, looking forward to talking. Hope you're doing well as well, Dave. Yes, I'm uh, I'm taking over nicely at the moment. Thanks very much. Um, not going to hide my concern about Wednesday, um, but I'm sure you boys will hopefully do something to ease my mind over the next while. So, Chief, just, we'll just kick off then with Bournemouth. Um, it's a win that we've kind of needed to arrest, a bit of a slump, really, you know, We've been watching this team all season and and kind of just decided that you know you know the infamous wobble that happens um, yeah. kind of just assuming that oh we don't do that anymore and then all of a sudden well, well, it it happens and we've attributed it to a number of things we've attributed it to the break um, happening we've attributed it to Henderson being out Fabinho's Fabinho's uh, let's say. Um, inability to capture the same form that he showed last season and earlier in the season, and um, also some some defensive issues, let's say, with Gobez being out, Allison now, etc. So it was it was one that we really wanted, just a monkey off our back kind of thing, um, and we got that, and the results great, two two really really smart finishes from from the two the two boys who are there to get the goals, and that's what they do. And it's probably a clinical kind of performance, but you know, were you were you worried about how we tended to to labour to create chances for a lot of the game, or did you see enough bright sparks in there to, to to kind of make you think we're getting back to the way we were prior to the break? Um, well, a few things to touch on there. So, first thing you said, I totally agree with. We 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 massively needed the win, like. Um, Obviously, everything is, has to be put into context, and you know, um, it's not like we massively needed the win to, to to secure survival or to stay up or or whatever it might be. But we are a long way away, a long way ahead in the league. But we still massively needed that win. It had been three to four, to four. What the fuck's going on with me? Three defeats in four games, um, in all competitions, and um, yeah, it, it wasn't great. We were out of the FA Cup. You know, you could look at that either way, but that had come off the back of a of a punishing defeat at Watford, I would say, uh, our first league defeat of the season, uh, which burst a bit of a bubble for us, and then of course the one uh, nil away loss in Atleti, which on its own was um, was absolutely no, uh, there's no shame in it. It was no scandal, but at the same time you couple it with the other two results, and you know one thing piles on top of the other one, and all of a sudden you're in a mini crisis, a mini slump. Um, we did arrest that slide, uh, and I think 
something else that you touched on there, which is massively important, is that it was a it was a clinical performance, um, particularly in the opposition area, and um, that's something that's been lacking uh, in recent games in recent weeks. So you're right, we did kind of we, we did struggle to create a plethora of chances, but we did put away the ones we got very smartly indeed. Um, Salah's goal is is a fabulous finish. Uh, we chatted pre-pod about it, and it's um, it's lethal. He reverses it back into the bottom corner off off a really bad pass from Mane, to be honest, um, in the first place, which which just makes the goal even better. Um, and Mane never looked like he was going to miss his chance whenever um, he's not been quite so assured at, at, at times in the past. Um, but that was that was an absolutely dead eye finish, bottom corner, you know, cool as you like, no problems. And then he goes on to have, um, you know, have a, have one of those games where without without being magnificent, he, he could have had a hat trick, uh, and he crashes one absolute wonder strike off the off the angle. So yeah, I mean, you, you could look at it and say that we 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 struggled to create a host of chances. We we did have a couple of other misses. Uh, Bobby goes close before we score. He he probably should score. I think he he's put through from a lovely outside of the foot pass. I'm not can't remember who it was from I remember at the time and perhaps it was Trent it was a fabulous through ball anyway and you know their keeper makes a good save but Bobby should probably bury that from where he is and he misses one late on as well so you add that with the Mane one that crashes off the bar and, you know he could have had five uh, on a different day and, and you know there are probably a couple of other half chances in there as well um, you've still got that issue whereby it's not 100% our first team Atletico is still obviously in mind um, we're still missing that Mane Robo combination uh, on the left, which is something I brought up in the last pod, um, which I think uh, adds a, a completely different dimension to our t- attack and play, particularly on that left hand side. Um, but all in all, I'm actually quite encouraged by that game. Obviously, as I said, it's our first win in a while, which which is important, which gives us a bit of confidence going into the Atletico game. Um, as I mentioned, you know, it, it was the clinical nature of the finishing and of the performances of the of the front three, uh, particularly well, particularly the front two. And, and Bobby gets his chances; he he just doesn't take them. So maybe he takes it on on Wednesday night. Um, but I think there there are kind of good omens there. And again, it, it's good to see Milner back. It's good to see him fit. It's it's a fantastic clearance. Um, but it's something that again will have energized the the players and will have you know, energize that crowd ready for Wednesday night. Um, it's important that we got back on the horse with a win before that. And while it wasn't the, um, was it perhaps not the, not the most polished of performances. It was, I think something to build on. And I think, um, yeah, looks good in my opinion for, for what's to come. So overall, I wasn't overly worried about the, the perceived kind of lack of, of creativity um, I think it's it's coming back a little bit. Uh, I think it was a better performance than we've seen recently, for the reasons that I mentioned. And I think that um, hopefully with a fully fit squad, minus Allison uh, against well, perhaps not. We hope not, but potentially minus Allison, um, then Wednesday should be um, should be quite something to look forward to. Yeah, I would say probably Allison from all of the yeah. noises that are coming out. So. Um, I think we'll take that, and if it's anything other than other than 
Allison, or if, anything, if it's anything else, then then we'll we'll, we'll just check that as a bonus. Yeah, um, Beryl, I think it's fair to say the issues certainly defensively recently are coming from the midfield. Um, it's a it's a strange situation here where Chamberlain's been getting a lot of games. Um, those games have been with Fabinho. Um, when Aldum's been filling in there, Ked has been been deployed when fit, and we've seen probably quite a bit more of Lalana than we we have most of the season now, and it's it's all been a little inconsistent with those three with those three um, positions. Um, aside from obvious, aside from obviously Fabinho stuck there in the six, but around him there's been been no sort of consistent. Do you see that as being a key issue as to why it doesn't seem to be functioning, or is it more a form sort of thing for you? No, I, I, I think the the makeup of our midfield right now is 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 not working, and uh, you know, and and that that might have something to do with with form. Um, uh, we uh, you, you mentioned uh, Fabinho, and he came back from uh, from an injury, uh, which took him uh, out for uh, two months at least. So you know, uh, it, and some players have uh, need more time than others to to get into form. But I think it's it's past that now. He seems to not fully understand what what what's expected of him uh, in in that position. And uh, you know, I I I am starting to suspect that uh, that Henderson was coaching and telling him to you know uh, where he should go and what he should do. Um, uh, because you know, otherwise, I, I'm I'm not sure why he would perf- underperform as as he is clearly is doing at this point. You know, um, uh, he he wasn't he he wasn't contributing and not positively I, at least in the first half. In the, in the second half, he 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 had some some nice forward passing, but you know. Uh, as Neil mentioned, the uh, the, the the glorious uh, uh, um, saving uh, the ball off the line by by Milner, which was you know at least a, a nice moment to 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 remember, but the the situation was fully created by Fabinho, who who first passed it randomly to to a, to a player of Bournemouth, and then the the ball. Got back and and he didn't clear it and and he got in the way of of Virgil van Dijk who tried to clear it uh, and effectively giving the chance to uh, to Bournemouth to score against us. So he and this was this was not one incident. He he was uh, late um, in covering. He was late uh, contributing to attacks. So he, he positionally he doesn't. At this point, he doesn't seem to understand what what is what is being asked of him, and I think this is the key problem of why we are conceding goals and and why we are why we weren't scoring goals in, in the games before. It's not uh, obviously not fully his fault. Uh, you mentioned the inconsistencies because you know and Keita was in there and then he got. Uh, uh, injured again, and Lalana played uh, alongside him at, uh, at 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 Stamford Bridge uh, with with Curtis Jones. So and and that doesn't help him. He 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 he's a stranger to this system, and it it, it took him quite a while to to get accustomed to it uh, last year in his first season. Uh, he did get accustomed to it, 
but I, I suspect that he still needs uh, some some coaching, um, infield coaching, you could say, um, because otherwise I don't know why he is underperforming us this uh, this at this point. Um, and yeah, um, Oxley Chamberlain has has some traits, uh, speed, and he can he can dribble and he can shoot uh, things that uh, that Henderson doesn't do or do as well sometimes but you know Henderson does some things that that, that our midfield seems to lack at this point and uh, it, it would be a massive plus if, if he were to return on, on Wednesday um, so yeah your question was do you think uh, our, it's, it's the midfield that's um, causing the, the problems and I, I think yes it is Chief it's it's something that we've looked at for a while now and Sabino's form, I'm sure it's been talked through um, by loads of people, but it's from him the concern for me is it's all a little bit Arsenal um, last season when he was dropped in and he just seemed a little bit all over the place. And the bigger worry for me is that mistakes that he's making are leading to big chances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no getting away from it. I mean, there's, there's that one that's quite obvious, the uh, Birrell's reference there with the, the Miller clearance. And when you watch that back, it, it it's 100% Fabinho. It's a comedy of errors, but they're all his. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. There's the, the one against Chelsea as well. Yeah. I think he, he loses the ball. I, I believe, if I remember correctly, there's one. There's one at Watford. Um, it may have been a goal or it may have been a chance, but. There's, he's, he's been left with, with sticky fingers a few times recently. Yeah, um, and, and there's indecision in his play. Um, I think we talked about it pretty poor. I think there's... 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, so what... What's the solution? What's the solution? What is the solution? Um, I don't know. I mean, get Henderson back. It seems, seems like a simple solution to what is probably a slightly more complex problem. But um, but I think there's a lot of stock in, in, in what... Burrell says there, I think um, it's not necessarily coaching per se, although I'm sure there is a bit of coaching going on there, but it is it is understanding. It is uh, a, a respect of and a, a dovetailing with how each other plays that role and, and a total comfort in what's going on around them. And, and I think, to be honest, generally... If you bring a Milner in there, it's usually not an issue. Uh, the three of them, Milner, Fabinho and, and Wijnaldum, can function quite well as a, as a midfield three as well. Where I do think you see it a little bit more is when somebody like an Oxlade-Chamberlain is, is playing in one of those roles. Who, with, 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 as Beryl mentioned as well, a, a very different skill set and, and a very different interpretation of that particular role and, and how he's going to play it. Um, I think that makes a big difference. You know, I think when you when you play an Oxley Chamberlain there, you're not going to get the same attributes as you are when you play a Milner or you play a Henderson. Um, in there, you're not going to quite get that that shuttling. You're not going to quite get that covering over. You're not necessarily going to get the defensive responsibility uh, in the same way. You're not necessarily going to be as switched on to what's around you in quite the same way as a Henderson or a Milner are, as less individual style players. 
and players who have always been less individual because that's not really where their attributes lie. Uh, I'm not. It's not like I'm trying to hang Ox out to dry here at all. Far from it. it, it it's not his game. It's, it's he plays the, the game differently. He's a different type of player. Um, you know, if you looked at despite Henderson's um, attributes going forward, if you think of him, what most people still would think of is 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 a solid midfielder. Is is a is a workhorse. Is is somebody with limitless energy and 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 kind of stamina and, and play till the end and, and chase every ball and undoubtedly adds a lot more than just that, but but has that at, at, at his core. Probably the same with Milner. Um, obviously, Chamberlain doesn't doesn't play the game the same way. And as we mentioned pre-pod, somebody like Henderson playing there actually plays about three positions. He does a lot of filling in for Trent there. You know, he's, he's playing, he, he gets beyond... Strikers, he gets the byline often, so he's, he's often playing as a winger. Um, and then he's playing his, his central midfield role as well in there, uh, helping Fabinho out and, you know, dovetailing with him. So I think you miss, you lose a lot. You lose a lot in that combination, especially when you're playing 4-3-3, which relies on, on the players in their positions being excellent at their jobs and incredibly versatile and switched on. And if you lose... A pretty vital cog in that in that particular machine or in that particular mechanism uh, at the heart of the machine, then um, then you're probably going to find that there are shortcomings elsewhere. Um, so I think it it is while it's not just a case of of get a Henderson back in there, it is a case of get a more solid um, work not work, but you know what I mean, a more energetic, a more solid Milner or a Henderson back in there playing. Alongside Fabinho, we referenced earlier that he um, he didn't adapt to four three three when he came in at all. You you mentioned the Arsenal game where he looks like a fish out of water, where where he's treading water, um, and you know Klopp switches to the four two three one to um, introduce him properly and get embedded in, and and that works. And since then we we had used the two systems kind of on and off, but we have gone very much back to the 4-3-3 in, in the last three, four months, I would venture, for most of the season, to be fair. Um, and I think right at this point, when we when we didn't have the, the personnel, it might have, been, might have been more helpful in that area to have switched the system a little bit. might have been a little bit more, more beneficial to the players we had available. Having said that, Klopp obviously has his reasons for not wanting to do that. And, you know, to be fair, we've only lost one league game. Um, but it's it's an issue going forward. It's an issue for Wednesday night. So, as Beryl said, it would make a massive difference if we could, if we could get Henderson on the pitch at least for 70, 75 minutes of that game. Um, if not, then we'll have to find another way of, of solving that problem. Um, but I think it is very much, if not a personnel problem, then... then more of a the machine is sort of being tuned to to get that from that particular part of the midfield and if one one component is is doing something slightly differently then it's having a knock-on effect all around and i would say that that's potentially something to do with it also you've got to yeah factor in fabinho's coming back from injury and whatever but as Beryl said he's, he's been played back a long time now and you would have thought that he'd be over any kind of hump from that and he'd be fully match fit and it is a question of sort of un- uncertainty, as 
as has been mentioned before, not looking 100% confident of where you're meant to be and what you're meant to be doing. And I would put that down to, to things changing around him. So, Neil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who, who would you play in in the you know if we were, were to play four two three one, um, who, who would you play in the ten role? Because um, you know I'm, I'm asking a question and answering it a bit you know on, on my behalf. I, I think we're missing Shakiri for for, the, for that specific role. But we have Minamino now. Curtis Jones could probably do it, but who would you play there? Yeah, I mean I suppose it's uh, it's. It's a difficult one. Um, obviously, you've got the likes of Jones. It would be um, it would be a big ask, I think. Um, although he has obviously played in the cups this year, he hasn't quite been there for for the league, league squads for the league matches. Um, of course, yeah, we are missing somebody like Shakiri, and he's been gone pretty much the mo- most of the season. So, you know, it, it's doubtful how many minutes, if any, he'll get. You know, before before summer now, so. Um, but yeah, you can you can flip it around. I think you know if if you're playing um, if you're playing Salah as the one, you can play Bobby as the Bobby as the ten. Um, you've got Minamino in there, um, who you could play as a ten with with um, Mane and and Bobby kind of in behind. Obviously, Oxley Chamberlain, I think is probably is probably best. In the a three behind a one more so than in in a three in a in a four three three. Um, so you have options there, but that's what I mean. You you have more options there than if you uh, if you kind of stick with the four three three, particularly when it's not quite working for Fabinho, because we've seen before that that kind of exposes us at times. Okay, so um, Milner has a good game. I think Milner is a factor on the pitch, certainly that helps. Um, and everybody saw his little team talk at the start, and I don't really think that that's anything which is particularly unusual I just think because it's caught on camera um, but I think you hear Henderson doing that I think you hear Henderson shouting that at people in people's faces and I think you hear him doing it right from the centre of the park for 90 minutes you've seen him you know he's always in people's ears he's the only one who seems to have the balls to give Virgil a fucking um, laying into but Milner's influence there certainly helps I feel um, do you think that if Henderson isn't fit, you would see Milner go into the middle of the park barrel just to add that experience and leadership. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's absolutely true that that uh, you know he he has leadership and he has this uh, you know he has the experience um, uh, to. To know what's um, what's asked, you know what you need to do to win games and to win uh, tournaments, etc. Um, but you know, uh, also he, he doesn't always seem to have the legs to perform in in the in the three-man midfield we were uh, talking about just now. So yeah, yeah, I, I would. I, I'm not sure if that will be the the best idea. But then again, it, it might be because. You know, football is not alone. Uh, only about uh, about legs and about you know speed, etc., uh, and and skill. But the 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 in, the, the the leadership skills uh, that uh, Henderson provides, and we are uh, sorely missing at this point, could be provided by Milner. And and you know, and let's not uh, 
uh, make no mistake, I, I, I love Milner. It, I, I've grown to love him. And uh, I even like the fact that, that he, he always gets his, his yellow card and, and, <laughs> and kicks people about, you know, uh, and, and because sometimes that's what needed. It's, 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 it shows that, that you, uh, as a team, don't like to be um, bullied around. Uh, and, and I'm sure if he, if he were on the field, uh, against Watford at the point that that uh, that uh, what's his name Deeney was was kicking kicking uh, Trent etc uh, that that he would have uh, given him him a piece of his own medicine uh, and sometimes that's what needed and 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 Atletico will probably provide some of that medicine to us and you know i'm i'm foreseeing some some diego costa antics and 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 he's probably not the only one who would will provide the, that kind of antics so yeah maybe milner could be a good idea I, i'm talking myself into it uh, you know, while i'm speaking M- maybe it would be a good idea but it would probably be a good idea if we if we if we do what 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 neil was was suggesting and and, and not play with with one defensive midfielder midfielder but but with two and uh it it probably would ease um fabinho because he he wouldn't be trying to guess where he needs to be on that on that uh, uh that part of the pitch uh and we would have more creativity just in front of those two so um, yeah, uh, I, I started out saying I didn't think it was a good idea, but I, you know, you've convinced me uh, by just letting me talk. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- think the thing there is, um, Chief, it mightn't be the worst shirt in the world because, you know, you expect this game to be played in one half of the pitch. You know, it's not going to be end to end. You wouldn't expect, you know, to see long Boston runs having to be made, you know, 40, 50 yards either way and, and Milner doing doggies back and forward up and down the line. It, it You expect that this is a game for for control and for patience and waiting for the right moment rather than trying to force it. And I think that's something else that we've seen that we've been doing over the last while. When it hasn't been working, we've been trying to force it. And funny enough, the goal against West Ham springs to mind the third one. And I was thinking at the time, that it's great, it's a goal, we're, it, it's 3-2. But Gomez hits a shot there. And what he's doing shooting from there, I fucking no idea. That's like one of those ones when Lovren decides he's going to take a couple of touches. And you can see him, you can see the thoughts already in his head. And then he lashes one into the stand from 30 yards instead of playing the pass and waiting. It's a time for people to be patient and, as I say, choose your moments. But more so than anything else, it's going to be played in in compact areas. And that may be justification for Milner being able to see the game out from a physical perspective. But it might also be justification for if you can get him on the pitch and if he is in decent enough shape, Naby Keita potentially playing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we'll very much be backing Joe and Virgil to defend two-on-two when necessary in this one. 
um, if and when Atletico try and hit us on the break. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's fair to say we can assume that we'll have most of the ball. We can assume that the game will be played very much in, in their half and that they'll be in formation in their banks, and um, which is more than can be said for you tomorrow, but in formation in their banks and um, <laughs> um, set for for the onslaught. They'll be happy to to, to defend the 1-0 and um, do their utmost to, to keep us out and frustrate us. And don't make no mistake, they will get an absolute buzz out of every five minutes that goes by as a, they manage to, to quieten the crowd bit by bit. So that's going to be their, their game plan. Um, and we will we'll have the, the opposite task, which is, of course, to try and break that um, break that stubborn, most stubborn of defences down. You're looking at it, you think, if, if Kaida can play, then it's, it's absolutely one for him. He is the master of, of taking the extra touch and playing the extra pass and, and finding the right moment and, and waiting for it and, you know, getting, getting that right. I think it's, it's also fair to say that um, in the absence of a, of a Milner or a Henderson, there has been perhaps a tendency to, to rush things when things haven't been going just perfectly. Um, I think, you know, Milner is a great one to have on when you're when you're probing, when you're pushing, when you're looking to make those combinations, when you're looking to find that that little edge to get you through. You know, even back in his Man City days, he was great at that, and that hasn't changed now that he's he's playing for Liverpool. Um, his number of assists in the Champions League was it last season that he had the record number of assists, or was it the season before? I can't remember. But he's 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 had a ridiculous number of of Champions League assists for us. Um, so yes, if certainly if Henderson's not fit, I'd be starting Milner. Um, and if you can get Kaida in the team, I'd be looking at him over in Oxley Chamberlain from the start. If you had to play one of them, um, interesting one, interesting one. Do you go four two three one? If you do, if Henderson's fit, is it is it Henderson Fabinho? Then then maybe you're looking at um, you know. Uh, a Sadio, a Bobby, and uh, and either an Oxlade Chamberlain or, or an Abi Kaida in 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 that. Yeah, loads and loads of what you say is make sense there, Chief. But the funny thing is, I don't see any of that happening because no. I see I see Genie Wijnaldum playing. Hundred percent. I think so. It's not going to be Milner and Naby. No. Um, you know, but there will be a case for it. I mean, I would imagine Naby will start from the bench. Um, I would imagine you're probably right. Yeah, and if 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 Henderson's not fit, you'll see a Milner Fabinho Genie midfield. If Henderson is fit, you'll see a Hendo Milner uh, Genie midfield. Um, and oh, do you think so? I would say so. Why you you think Oxley Chamberlain will start? No, I think you could see a Genie Fabinho Henderson midfield. Yeah, no, that's what I would think if, if Henderson's fit. Yeah, so I thought you said. Milner Henderson. No, no, I don't think Milner and Henderson start together. No, I think you see if 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 you can if you can get Henderson on the pitch, it's Henderson Fabinho despite his current form and and Wijnaldum, I think Absolutely. that's his go-to. That is that is absolute nailed on three and every every reason why it is. Absolutely, that's what he that's his dream tonight. He goes to sleep tonight. He wants that three starting on on Wednesday night. 
and so do we all. Let's be honest. We would we would we wouldn't throw the toys out of the pram or or be upset if it were Milner or if it were uh, a and other. But obviously, we're all going to be happiest if it's those three in midfield because you know they've brought home the bacon before, and that's what you want. Really, you want your tried and tested, most experienced, most battle hardened, most wily midfield out there and you know the job that Henderson does and, and Milner do to, to the similar extent when they're on the pitch in terms of cajoling the referee being in his ear trying to run the game massively important we lack that we lack that when um, when they're not there when one of them isn't there there's no getting away from that the others are not as vocal they're not as you know as pre- they don't apply the same pressure in the same way and we'll need that. We'll certainly need that against Atletico because they'll be trying every trick in the book. And almost to that, on that point alone, it's almost worth just having Milner on the pitch and Henderson because um, you're going to need that gnarliness. You're you're going to need to to be strong over the referee because we need to bend it to our will, not the other way around. Yeah, they did that very well at their place. Um, Absolutely, and and the ref went. Totally went for it. Totally yeah. went for it. You'd hope we'd have a stronger ref this time, but you know you can't. Or maybe it. not. Maybe not. I, you know what? I wouldn't mind a ref being weak as piss like that at our place. I can take but, that. I'll take all. Homer. Yeah, I'll, I'll take all. I'll take all the all the dodgy decisions going, and I don't care. I don't care how embarrassing it is at the end of the day. I just want to get through the tie. Yeah. Um, you just want those dodgy decisions going for us. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um so uh yeah it's they're all it's a big focus probably on on set pieces in this game you would think it's something we've been good at at both ends of the pitch for most of the season but recently not so much that you wouldn't think is a symptom of the midfield that's just a symptom of our all-round play so when we kind of boil it down to the issues that we've been seeing to the midfield, we, I, I would say that there is more to it than that. But that, you would think, as it did in the first leg, play a key role in this game because you'd expect chances to be few and far between at both ends of the pitch. Yeah, um, we we lost there because of, uh, you know, it, it was a lucky goal for them. But then again, we didn't defend that corner very well. Um, and um, uh, we mentioned this uh, pre-pod, but uh, Firmino has, has a very important role to play in uh, in defending our corners. And um, uh, and you know, it, it, when we conceded corners uh, before that game against Atleti, I was always you know almost cheering because uh, it, defending corners was was a way to to create a chance for us. And normally, uh, one of uh, Virgil, um, Alisson, or, uh, or or Bobby Firmino would would head it away or or or, or, uh, or punch it away, and then the ball would fall to either Salah or Mane at, at the at the at the at the edge of our box, and then we would dart away and and create a chance and sometimes score. So. Um, but you know this one we we didn't manage to head away and 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 if it were an incident it wouldn't be a problem but you know we have conceded uh, from corners uh, after that as well and it 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 almost looks like um, other teams have 
caught on to how we defend uh, defend corners. You know, um, um, Virgil at uh, at the first post and uh, uh, and uh, Gomez not contesting the header, but but um, taking a step back to to um, uh, to uh, secure the line. Um, and Firmino uh, in the middle of the park always, and when I say park, I mean you know uh, in our own box, defending corners. And and it, you know if I can see it, and I'm just a, a fan watching a game, then then probably uh, an analyst will see it as well. So it's it it always almost looks like we've been found out, and we need to find another way to to defend our corners. But again, if if we can. Uh, say this, then then probably our our uh, our coaching team will will have uh, uh, will have um, seen this problem as well. If it is, you know what I I think it is. Uh, but you know we, we need to be we need to be concentrated. We need to um, uh, to be at our best. And you know, Adrian needs to step up, and uh, you know, his shot stopping is 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 okay, and sometimes very well. But um, his defending corners is isn't as his domination of, of our own box isn't as good as as Allison's. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it will be important, and and uh, and this is the only area I think uh, I will be um, um, fearing. Because you know, we if we concede, then it will be a very it would be very difficult to 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 progress. Um, so yeah, um, it, it's 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 a, it's an yeah it's it's something, and and of course it doesn't have anything to do with our midfield struggles. But then again, it it probably has to do with with not being as consistent um, as we were beforehand yeah the the, the the consistency is there uh, the inconsistency is there in, in in lots of lots of aspects at the moment and for me for me the the common denominator is it does seem to be henderson not being in the middle of the pitch holding it all together um whether it's by simple instruction or or just the way he plays that position or whatever whatever his appreciation of his players around him I don't know um, but I think the big thing is that that he that he is back there in that midfield three in some capacity Chief it's it's Atletico's wet dream this it's it's 1-0 away with no away goals against a team that are probably lacking in confidence at the moment they know one breakaway goal pretty much seems the tie for them in their heads. But they have been leaking goals at the moment. They've also been scoring goals. What way do you see them going? I suppose really the question is, is what do they do at the top end of the pitch? I have the feeling they maybe go he'll maybe go with pace and just pace rather than the likes of Costa or Murata. Does he have pace? Well, he has Carrasco there, doesn't he? That they've re-signed. He has Lamar there. Whether he plays him higher up the pitch, I doubt it. But I suppose it's still, it's still an option. Um, Al Felix is still injured, isn't he? Yeah, Felix played at the weekend. Oh, did he? So he'll be back. Then you he even scored. 
Yeah, I think he may play him in a 10, maybe. Um, I mean, I think he goes to sit in, and, and perhaps you're right, Clay, with the, if he has any pace that he can he can put up top, then, then to do that and, and just try and, and hit us on the break. The thing about this is, it depends how 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 broad you want to broader broader lens or broader scope you want to you want to look at it with. So you rightly say that you know Atleti are in a position that they're they're very happy with to be one 0 up um, going away from home and and they back themselves to to try and, and upset us and to try and shut us out and 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 in their heads as you say one goal is is massive. Having said that, it's one of them where they're looking at and they're going and they're looking at a team and they're saying, "Oh well, they haven't scored that many. They've been in a bit of a bad run. They've had a bit of a wobble." But then, you know, the the flip side of it is, you're looking. They're looking at it and go, "Well, they're they've not lost at home in three years. Um, they they are the 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 champions of Europe. They've reached the Champions League final the last two seasons." They've just got back to winning ways at the weekend after a, a minor stumble. They've got a fully fit squad. They've got a and they've never been beaten in a two-legged or in a knockout tie, European tie under this manager. Uh, two-legged one, sorry, because we lost in the final of the Europa League and the final of the Champions League, but never in a in a two-legged European tie under under Klopp. So. So when they start looking at it that way, they've got a mountain to climb. When they look at it the other way, that you sort of dress it up as then then they can see it as okay that this is this is very doable. So I make no mistake, that'll be the, that'll be the picture that Simeone's painting. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But you know there is there is the Anfield factor, and it's it's put the kibosh on a, on a number of of big teams that that came thinking. It would have no effect, thinking that they had a big enough lead, thinking that they were Barcelona or they were Dortmund or they were Villarreal, and against this Liverpool team, which is no great shakes at whichever moment you, from those three you choose to pick, they rolled us over and and they didn't. They all collapsed. They all crumbled. That's not to say that Atleti will. They're a different. They're a different kettle of fish. Really, they're, they've got a different makeup. And you know that guy Simeone. He. He's, he's tough like he, he he's not one for bending he, he revels in in being the obstinate one and 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 playing ugly football and for him that's a that's an absolute badge of honor because that's how he played the game and, and why not but you know there is this there is the thing that they they got turned over last year against Juve they got turned over last year against Dortmund 4 nil away as well um they don't travel that well and with everything if everything goes right for us, they'll struggle. So it, it all comes down to to, to a shootout, really. Um, you know, we mentioned going a goal down, and that's the last thing you want. But, you know, we're 3-1 down against Dortmund in that game. We're 2-0 down after 10 minutes in that game, and we still managed to come back and win against a team that at that time was was, was superior to us. There's no get away from it. Um Atleti aren't superior to us this time and maybe sometimes it works like that when you think of kind of the 2005 final and the 2007 final maybe we 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 won the wrong one in terms of on paper but I suppose football's not not played on paper and, and anything 
anything can happen. But you're going into that game, and as I said pre-potted, you know, it might be Dortmund's wet, or Dortmund, it might be Madrid's wet dream, it might be Atleti's wet dream to have that, but, you know, it's this Liverpool team's wet dream as well, let's be honest. 3-0 down against Barca last year, they come back and absolutely stormed it, you know, Again, well, reference Dortmund down against them back in Stormont. The way the way um, Villarreal celebrated their their last minute winner uh, in Spain, thinking they've won the tie because they don't concede goals. We've destroyed them in in the first half. This team lives f- for these nights, for these all or nothing games, and I think we rise to the occasion. And I think it's going to take an awful lot to knock us out. And I put money on us going through. A fair assessment, and one I'm glad to hear. And I think you're right um, to to mention the Anfield factor there. Um, And I think as much the Anfield factor, you know, the lack of the lack of the support that they will have because that crowd in the the Wanda absolutely dragged them over the line um, that night. It was an act of defiance. And we'll be fierce. I mean, Anfield will be fierce on Wednesday night. And, you know, just one final thing. We will create the chances if we're clinical like we were on Saturday. If we take our first two chances in that game, if we take our first chance in this game, everything is everything is, is open. Yeah, I think that's it. And, you know, just to, to finish on it, Beryl, um, Chief talks about being clinical there. Um, Salah is back amongst the goals. Um, his finish is excellent after a really, really poor pass from Mane. And, you know, I think it would be remiss not to mention his milestone 70 goals in, in 100, 100 games, which is it's outrageous. Don't, don't, let, don't let Messi and Ronaldo's statistics fool you. 70 goals in 100 games. Ronaldo scored 725 goals in 1,000 games. It's practically the same ratio. Um, if you want to look at it like that. So, you know, we've got, we've got essentially one of the best strikers in the world, one of the best, goal, certainly one of the best goal scorers in the world, um, firing at form. And although the performance wasn't great, Neil's right to say we were clinical in the chances that we got. So, do you share his optimism? I absolutely do. Yeah. It's, uh, um, th- this is what we, what we do. Um, uh, you know, I, I was last year. I was uh, I was on a holiday on Crete, and uh, I had to find a, a place to to, to watch the, uh, the the Barcelona Liverpool game. And I found the sports bar, and there were there were there were lots of Barcelona fans there. So it was it wasn't very enjoyable to you know to see we we were the better team and, and still lost three nil. And I, okay, and and even I thought, yeah, this you know this is Barcelona, and we lost three nil. It's not. One nil, it's not two nil, it's three nil. This is so, and you know, it, it's it's we beat them four nil. It was Barcelona with Messi, and you know, they had everything, they had everyone, and and we, we didn't even have Salah uh, and and Firmino. So, and now we have Salah and we have Firmino, and, and you you are absolutely right that you know, his, his goal scoring record is is incredible. Because uh, you can't even compare it with with people like Messi and uh, Ronaldo, because they've always played in in teams that were dominant in their leagues, 
And, you know, uh, uh, as good as we are now, we haven't been dominant in our league uh, uh, um, all uh, all their tenures at our uh, at our club. So, um, yes, I am. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I think uh, we have a, a very good chance to, to progress. Um, they beat us. They, they, they were lucky to beat us. Um, they had, um, you know, they took their one chance. Um, and, and, it, and, and, and we, we weren't up to our best, but, and maybe we weren't up to our best, uh, until you know, now. And I think this is when we wake up and when we, um, show uh, who we are, what we are. So yeah, uh, this is Enfield. We, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we uh, we have a, a great chance to to beat them. And if and, and you know this is a low scoring game, so you can be unlucky. You can concede uh, another unlucky goal. Um, but yeah, um, I, I fancy our chances. Okay, prediction. Prediction two nil. Okay, Chief. Mm, yeah, I was going to say two nil as well, but um, yeah, nah, go on, I'll go with two nil as well then. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm I think it might be a late second goal. It's a, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm nearly. If I'm going to have to put, if you wanted to. If you wanted to make me put money on it now, I'm nearly taking penalties. So, oh my God, I'm not I sure know. I would survive that. Yeah. I know. I think the thing is, I think, I think the thing is that that's a realistic scenario in the world that we're living in. All things being equal, that's that's not the most unlikely thing in the world to happen that it goes to penalty kicks. I think I, my my yeah my prediction is, is is there with you, but you're robbed of that because we score a 94th minute winner. It would be so like us. It would be so like us to do it. Um, so yeah, it could be. It could be a, a, an early goal. I think best case scenario, it's an early goal and a late goal. I think that's best case scenario. We get an early goal, they have to dig in, they punch themselves out, and we get the late one before they have time to respond to it after them playing for extra time and penalties. That's, I think that's that's where we want to be. That would be textbook. That would be fairy tale. Yeah, it would be. It would well, as opposed to like doing what we just did the Roma that time when we were four 0 up after about eight minutes. Um, but that's quite obviously not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I, I'll I'll absolutely take an early goal and a late goal. Um, but whatever way, lads, it's let's hope by hook or by crook. By hook or by crook. By all the dodgy decisions that the football and gods have to give us. Um, so until amen. after. Yeah, amen. Amen indeed. So until after then, up the European Cup fairy tale making reds.